Hello, this is Tyler Hammer, one of the hosts of the Kings of Punk podcast. Uh, I am at this point not joined by my co-hosts, Jake Razor and Gary U.S. Bombs, a.k.a. Tim. But this is part two of round two of our March Mayhem series where we are discussing the Puss Zone unofficial top 100 records of the 80s. So if you haven't listened to part one, it should be wherever you're listening to this. Let's go find part one of round two. Uh, Thank you for listening. We much appreciate it. And let's just dig right in. So up next, we got uh, two kind of slightly lesser known 80s hardcore seven inches. Number 31, the, we have the Impact Unit self-titled EP from, I, I, th- I think it was recorded in 1982, came out later, featuring Dickie Barrett of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, facing up against number 34, the CIA God, Guts, and Guns EP from 1983. I They were from Connecticut. I remember yes. that now. Yes. We, we were getting them confused yes. with MIA. Yes, that's time. what was yep. happening. Um, this is a tough one. Hmm. Short, kind of both short yeah. and sweet, like to, the, to a degree. Definitely um, more two, uh, like let's say second or third tier, '80s records. Yeah, I will. For I sure. will say my big takeaway from CIA last time is the guitar playing and the leads and just the guitar work on it is uh, way ahead of most uh, third tier or even second tier American hardcore bands, and that that stuck with me. Impact Unit is like it's uh, stands out for being even more caveman sounding than many of their contemporaries. Songs are kind of fun. Um, that's about all I really have to say about Impact Unit. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any more takes here. There's, I don't think there's really too much more. Yeah. I mean, you no. know, Impact Unit got some good, funny, catchy songs. Yeah, CIA pretty ripping, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you know, more a little more faster, I think overall. So, yeah, let's just let's freaking vote. Let's vote. Three, two. I yeah. At the end of the day, like these are both like the impact unit stuff's good. It's just I I think uh, CIA is a little a little step up for me. This is a, a little bit of a hidden gem, you know. Well, uh, I will uh, add uh, the impact unit uh, cover art is a lot better than the CIA. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean CIA. Yeah. It's just CIA and God's guts and guns. Yeah. Very so, um. Looks like really they didn't much. give a fuck about the cover whatsoever. Well, I, I think. Puss had had them similarly ranked to Impact Unit was 31, CIA's 34. So eh. yeah. oh, that's eh, a close makes sense. match. And uh, so CIA goes on to deal with uh, Get It Away by SSD Control. Um, <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. So up <laughs> next, we have a uh, big gap in rankings here, but it's uh, number 15, the Flex Your Head sampler on Discord Records, which anyone who's into American hardcore will have heard of. It's got Minor Threat, Teen Idols, Artificial Peace, Void, SOA. SOA. Everybody Iron Cross from that period of time. S O A doing Cross, yes. S O A doing Stapping Stone by uh, yes, the Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, and some of the better Iron Cross tracks up against Neo's End All Discrimination from 1982. Uh, super, super fast hardcore record. 
uh, from a band from Victoria, B.C. So we got some Canadians in the house here. In the hoose. Yeah. So what did we flex your head when I was a big like 80s hardcore American hardcore, you know, listener of these regional comps. This was always the one where I was like, you know, it it didn't do that much for me. I like the New York thrash comp the most probably. Uh, Mm -hmm. What did what did you (coughs) excuse me? What? Sorry, what did you guys think of Flex Your Head? Flex Your Head has been a, a, a early mainstay in learning about hardcore. I remember listening to it in high school. Um, love the Minor Threat tracks. They Some cover of their best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are good. by yeah. The Wire. Yep, um, 1-2-X-U. Yeah. Their, their original on there is great, too. Stand Up is like a great Minor yep. Threat song. Great song. Uh, I like the SOA tracks. Um, I'll, I love I Hate the Kids. Yeah. Because I think the reason why I like that song a lot is because, similar to what you said earlier, Tim, Spaz covered it. Oh, yeah. And their yeah. cover is really good. Um, the fucking... I, I got a couple. couple uh, teen Idols, the No Fun cover. I was going to say, that's shit's a really awesome. good. That's like one of the best songs on the comp. Yeah, for sure. They're all singing at the same time and stuff. Their originals on there, I think, are pretty weak teen Idol songs, in my opinion. But yeah. fucking uh, that, that Stooges cover is fucking great. Another... Uh, Pretty underrated band, I thought, too. It has some good songs in this. Artificial Peace. I was going to say that. Artificial Peace, great. That's always been um, some of my favorite stuff on there. Their songs fucking Void, cool. The Void songs. I oh, love yeah. love the Void yep. songs. Songs that, you know what songs that I fucking love? Red Sea. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a little different than, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I feel sure, like the average I wasn't sure what to, yeah. They're, let me pull up. I wasn't sure what to make of them because they do a lot of things musically in just a few songs, and that's cool. That's true. At the same time, I didn't really remember any of the songs, and it kind of felt unfocused to me. Is would be my take on Red Sea here. Um, I I've always loved those songs, like Jimmy Forty Five, cool, well, like weird instrumental, yeah. like song. Pressures on is another band that covered uh, a song off this comp. I guess uh, to uh, name Ceremony. I remember That's who hearing covered Ceremony. That. Okay. Really? covered pressures on and i was i remember being like seeing like live footage of them covering them like yo they do a red sea cover like that's awesome and probably being like maybe not the only person but like i'm probably one of the very few people who would have been like oh i'd like that dude, the, you guys dude, the red sea. I, <laughs> I didn't even catch that like i i they play red sea or they, no they don't play red sea they play ceremony at my gym and like uh-huh. I was listening to his Flex Your Head thing. I was like, who, who, what? I've heard somebody do a cover of the song. What the fuck is mm-hmm. this? And I, I didn't put two and two together. Oh, so you're ahead of me on that one. That is a good song. Yeah. And then, like, six o'clock news. And yeah. So, so yeah, good, good fucking great. This, like I said, and I said earlier, this is more like a comp. Like, every totally. song, every band has a couple tracks. That's it. Like, now compared to Neo's End All Discrimination, it's hard to compare the two because. I, I I think we should just we should just vote. Let's just see, yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah, it's, it's 
it, again, we're we're go to tracks and what doesn't have tracks. Yeah. And yeah, well, Neos what literally has like have. I feel like ne- they don't have. Neos is one of those zero tracks classics, which you yeah. c- you can make a really good record with zero tracks, and that's what they did. But that's, that's I called like, the last know how that record special. Yes, <laughs> I like with last days and like with Neos. You know how the record sounds. And you know how maybe like some parts are, but yeah, you don't really know the songs. No, which <laughs> that will come to come into play with another record coming up on this list. So for our next matchup, we got B- big California. Uh, the, the Battle here. of California. Yes, we have nineteen. Jesus, excuse <laughs> me. We have eighteen. The adolescent self-titled LP from nineteen eighty-one. Facing off against the black flag and that the uh, number 47 black flag jealous again EP from 1980 a year prior, which uh, defeated the stupids violent nun EP prior. Um, I personally, if I was making a like top 100 records of the 80s, I would probably put adolescence even higher than this. I think this is one of the best punk records, any records from this time period. The songwriting's a cut above the performances are great, the guitar tone's great, the vocals are great, and just mm-hmm. broadly speaking, I would say it has uh, cohesiveness and an intentionality to it that is especially, especially important with an LP because you have to hold it yep. to people's attention. And um, it has a gravitas to it a bit, a little bit. Rick, um, uh, sounds serious. Sounds like they're taking this seriously. And they were adolescents. They were teenagers at the time, which is nuts. Rick Agnew played guitar, right? Yes, I th- yes. thought they he was might in have the adolescence. Too. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, I mean, he's like, he's of the adolescence, and he was in notably he had his own solo album that's pretty good, uh, Christian Death as well on uh, uh-huh. Only Theater of Pain, like classic guitar tone, like like kind of I want to say kind of sore, but like. You hear he has fucking like great guitar. He's tone. he's like, a, he's like a yeah great guitar player. He's like a guitar hero, you know. Like he's playing, he's mm-hmm. showing off a lot more than a lot of people from this scene did. And his brother Frank Agnew, Agnew also played guitar. They had two guitar players and Steve okay. Soto on bass, great bass playing too. It's just I what don't know. What did he play in? Steve. What Soto? else did he do? Uh, something else. And they got Casey Royer from who was later in Di played drums. Okay. I I don't know if Steve Soto really did anything that. I've heard of or that you would have heard of 22 jacks you ever heard of that yeah oh tw- 22 jacks <laughs> no the 22 jacks <laughs> no. Yeah, no yeah I don't know I I put this one on and then like by, by the time I got through kids of the black hole I was like you already know what's going on like that's who the fuck in my opinion who you is writing songs like that back is. then so what do you guys think we haven't talked about this one that much uh, I mean, yeah, Adolescents are a fucking great, just a great band. Like, not a band that I ever really, like, visit at all. But, like, I, I, I should, like, in terms of, like, getting more into, like, punk stuff. The stuff that has, like, just, like, really... They have good songs. They have good song writing. Like, uh, one of those things that are, up, like, intentionality. They are a step ahead, like, of a lot of their peers. And I think I have to, like, appreciate... I appreciate that whenever I hear something like that, and especially in punk. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, back, again, Black we, Flag. Yeah, we kind of covered. <laughs> yeah. Not a big fan. Tim, what do you think of I, either and both of these records? 
Uh, not the biggest fan of either. I will. I'll say that much. But I will give. I'll give Adolescence credit. Amoeba is definitely one of the most. Uh, that's probably one of the best. You know, SoCal '80s punk songs. Yeah, was ever yeah. written. I mean, that's. It is good. There's other songs I personally like more on here, but obviously that's like a fucking Stone Cold classic from from that scene. Yeah, you should just you should. Just uh, I'll, I mean, I'll also talk about? I'll throw this out there. I do think Jowls again. That's like probably the weakest of the uh, early uh-huh. non-Henry Black Flag stuff. If it was da- now, if this was damaged, something like that, or even what's the tougher. one with uh, Des Cadena singing on it? Yep. Um, I can't remember what it's what called. What is even called? I think they did a couple records with him. I mean, he was on not six pack. Six pack. That was it. Yeah. That's not a, the not black the black Louis Louis damaged. Even though okay. I do like those versions, but uh, that six pack record is good. I I would not put it above this, but I respect it. That's that's a good one. Very good one. And yeah, Jells again, like you established, it's a little it's a little bland for Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's the closest thing they ever did to being a run of the mill punk record, even more so than mm-hmm. Nervous Breakdown. But that's I not think the eighties. Well, yeah, Nervous Breakdown, that's 78. They're progenitors of yeah. that. So. so you want to count off and we can do this? Yeah. Yeah, Tim. Uh, okay, three, two, one. Adolescence. Adolescence. Yeah, no surprises there. So Adolescence advances uh, to go head-to-head and with then Flex Your Head. This this next matchup. Next one's, one's going to be fun. Two, two UK here. bands. So yes. it's it's interesting um, how some of this some of these matchups kind of have uh, coalesced, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how it it played out. And um, this one we have a potentially a big upset. We have number seven on the Puss Man's list, the Disorder Complete Disorder EP from 1981. This is Disorder's first record, pretty well known, influential uh, UK punk band from the 80s, facing up against. Uh, the Abrasive Wheels, uh, Vicious Circle EP from 1982 that was ranked number 71. We have, um, I have said before, I think Abrasive Wheels are, you know, not like a great, great band, but a little bit underrated, in my opinion, in terms of bands that get recognition from this scene. Disorder, I think we might have a little bit of a different take on what it, what did we think of this here? Can I go first? Go first. I, I was hoping you would, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just, like, listened to it. Um, Not just listened to it. But, uh, yeah, after listening to it, the only thing I could think of was, like, they just played the same song, like, four times in a row. That's what it sounded like You to me. mentioned that to me and us. And then I, li- then I listened to it. And just, I'm trying to listen to it, and it's like, and then the abrasive wheels stuff comes on. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's like yeah, way this is, this is I like this, <laughs> yeah. this is catching my attention. Like the first like one or like the first song by Disorder is like f- f- cool, I guess. And then it's like, you know, like okay, yeah. like I, I always droning out like when I when I was getting into like '80s punk stuff, I always liked. I'm not trying to diss Disorder because I like the Perdition EP a lot and some of the even mid-80s stuff. Like, they did a split with Kafka Process that's cool. They've got a lot of really good stuff. I will say I could understand in 1981 hearing this and it making, which is probably when Puss had heard it, 
it making a big impression because it is noisier and more chaotic and just crazier yep. sounding than most things that were out back then. The issue is, as Tim alluded to, like the songwriting just kind of sucks. They're they're not very fast. They're like very by the numbers, mid tempo punk rock songs played noisier and crazier than most were doing at the time. Whereas Abrasive Wheels, their style is pretty standard for UK punk at the time. <laughs> But they're doing it, in my opinion, pretty fucking well. Yep. Yeah. They actually have some character to their songs, more more so than Disorder. Sorry yeah, about this yeah. fucking mic keep. Oh, that's fine. So, do we want to count off and do this one? Oi. Yeah. Three, two, one. So big upset. I think this is probably one disorder. You probably had to be there. So yeah. Up next, we have one that I suspect that we can do really quickly. Um, <laughs> we have number twenty-six, the Poison Idea, Kings of Punk LP, originally on Plusmort Record Records, recently uh, reissued by our friends over at TKO Records. That's from nineteen eighty-six. Um, going up against number ninety, the Anthrax. Capitalism is I'm the man single <laughs> from 1982. Um, that's a UK band, Poison Idea, of course, on from the Portland, Oregon. Megaforce record label. Yeah, on Megaforce Records. Uh, this is our Poison Idea. That's our namesake, of course. I've also will say I know people disagree, but uh, that's this is my personal favorite uh, Poison Idea stuff as well. I would agree with Puss I would, on that one. So well, just hearing the uh, just. You know, hearing the first song, Lifestyles, yeah. is just... I mean, if that isn't enough to win you over, uh, fuck you. I would. I will say this. Yeah. He, by the time this came out, uh, he wouldn't have heard Feel the Darkness. So, Feel the Darkness is a 90s That's true. Um, yes, yes. I will say this. Uh, when, you, when you put this on, like, immediately it's like... King, Poison Idea is bringing something else to the table that, like, so yeah, many definitely. other contemporaries... Couldn't or or would refuse. They mean they refuse. <laughs> like they are. This is like more than a level up. Like this is a big, big, big step up uh, for a band. And you don't really get to hear this too many, too often with bands. Like yeah, this is so very special. You want to uh, you want to do this one? Three, two, one. <laughs> No, we're not doing this simply because that's the name of our podcast. No, we're doing it because it's way better. No disrespect yeah. to Anthrax. The Anthrax EP is good, but what hey, I like Among be? the Living. I like Among the Living as much as the next person. So, Poison Idea. <laughs> and, what did uh, Anthrax beat before? Uh, the Stalin. Political, oh, yeah, which see. I'd say that was probably an upset. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. what that was the Stalin was thirty nine. No. Yeah, and I was close it's on that one, better. but I gave it to Anthrax. Um, did you say it's also better? It's also better. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a, I, I totally so. respect that opinion. Like I said, I was on the fence on that one. Yeah. So, Anthra, I mean, hey, I'll say this. I will say this. Anthrax record is pretty damn good. So Oh, it's a good, good seven inch. Okay, we are back 
from our break with a, a big uh, big matchup, big big matchup, or at least a big record and a, a record that's nothing to sneeze at either. We got number ten, anti-sex in darkness. There is no choice. Uh, LP from 1983, mm-hmm. and that is a, uh, a British band from the sort of early crust scene or anarcho scene, very political. And then we have number 55, the Auto Many Question Poison Answer EP from, I think it's 1983, regardless, somewhere in that range. And they are a Japanese band that went on to be around for a long time. This was their first record. Uh, in the first round, it defeated the Ignition self-titled EP from 74 out of Washington, D.C. So we have a uh, sort of noisy, manic, pogoy. Japanese punk seven inch mm-hmm. versus a little goofy, what, too. goofy, yeah, very goofy. Versus, I should say, yeah, versus probably one of the least goofy records on this list. This anti sect record is uh, a titan. They <laughs> seem dead serious. It's one of the most like ominous, brooding, darkest sounding records I could think of from this era. Absolutely, it's, it is. Yeah, go, go ahead, Tyler. All right, just uh, I've loved this record for like almost over a decade over a decade at this point um saw anti-sect in 2013 in pittsburgh incredible they were fucking so damn good and like this is a record that's so good it like when i was listening to it at work i was just like maybe i should go vegetarian maybe i should yes yeah 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 for sure because that song um i forgot what song uh what that that's uh let me pull it up real quick. Um, darkness, there is no choice. I mean, first of all, uh, the Ghost of Mankind. That that's that song is just like chilling to a degree. War this is, is a good. The, 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 yeah. the war is oblivion in the Ghost of Mankind. Just repeating that over and over. Like I've I've never heard a single thing like that. I don't think it's like like that's so chilling to hear. And then it goes into uh, tortured and abused like i'm getting goosebumps man. thinking about this record it is so intense it, they they just they don't let up the production is interesting well, because go ahead i'll say they kind of do let up on one song a midsummer's night's dream i thought yeah oh they, they but i like that song oh for sure it's like what, the piano I, stuff right yeah yeah the, and the bells i should have clarified they don't let up on the emotional intensity mm-hmm. it remains chilling and dark and like um confrontational in a way but it, it's interesting because the production on this record is very like subterranean it's not nothing sounds bright the guitars are like snarling at you through the low end and the mids you kind of have to listen closely to hear everything going on and that i think is part of the effect it just sounds like this like uh malice like this malicious thing coming at you from underneath the surface uh-huh. and uh but it's very political and it's it's like uh confronting you not it's not like a imaginary scary beast underneath beneath the surface it's like it's like gnawing at you with these mm. horrifying realities of the world and yeah to your point tim like yeah they got that song like they vary the tempos it sounds like a fucking album there's also the anti-system album on this list that we're gonna get to that mm-hmm is similar that one is sounds a little different but i would say similar things about it like it yep. it's just this one varies even more though they it's do a lot musically vary, here it's very much trying to say and do something 
and as I said, I think earlier, I love anything that kind of does that, especially yeah. punk. So, and they say it in the most like just ch- chilling. Yeah, you nailed it. The most chilling way possible, nonstop for the whole album. Also, I got to give it to Pusshead because I don't know if I ever would have listened to this if it wasn't for this list. Because really, the people, the people that I was around a lot in high school when I found this list, li- uh, we they did not listen to cross punk and shit mm-hmm. like this that was considered shitty like nerdy probably right <laughs> well it was associated with really shitty people who drank too much oh, and that kind okay. of stuff and gotcha. the p- people i was around were very very much like kind of strictly into the u.s hardcore stuff and that was my main thing too i was particularly into like socal shit uh, as opposed to like dc whatever but i i would just say if you are of that mindset and you don't like, you know, bands that you've seen on annoying people's uh, back patches or whatever, like this would be an example of something you're missing out on. And I was always a little more open minded than some people. But I, this really persuaded me to actually sit down and listen to the anti-sect record. And I'm thankful for that. And I, this was you don't want to mm-hmm. miss out on this because this is a work of art. Let's go. Three, two, one. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a powerful thing. Easy choice, sir. Nothing against Auto, but yeah. you know it's like a it's a it's a jokey seven-inch record. Yeah, the emotional power power of that anti-sect record is it's almost unrivaled on this list. Even records that might be better, they don't make me feel as much as that one does. Go ahead, sorry. Auto makes me want cola. Anti-sect yeah. makes me want to stop commit. eating meat. Like burn uh, uh, down commit, the Coca-Cola factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah commit yeah, yeah. Uh, ecological terrorism. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so with that settled, up next we have number twenty-three, the four old seven inches on a twelve-inch uh, compilation collection from Discord Records, which was released in nineteen eighty-four. Features some earlier EPs on Discord. There's the Teen Idols Minor Disturbance EP, which I think was released in eighty-one, as was the SOA No Policy EP, which is on there as well. And the government issue Legless Bull EP. I think yo, I, I think, think that was eighty one too. I, I swear these were all eighty one. Because it's those and then it's the Youth Brigade Possible EP, which I think was eighty one too. So it's a few years later they took some uh of the uh classic um Discord EPs and put them on this twelve inch, so that's almost like cheating, but We'll get to that. I, I don't know if it works in its favor or not. And that is up against the crucifix. Dehumanization. Uh, de- de- yes. Dehumanization LP mm-hmm. from 1983. That was number 52 on Pusshead's list on Corpus Christi Records. They were, of course, from Northern California. And uh, they won against the Agent Orange, Your Mother Sucks Cox in Hell EP in the first round. So... We haven't talked about, like, DC Hardcore that much. As I said, it was never my favorite thing, and maybe we'll get into why. What did you guys think of this matchup? Uh, For me, this basically boils down to uh, it's government issue versus crucifix. Because I I think out of the four, I I like the government issue tracks the most. Mm. Like, I for... 
after not listening to him for a while and then like just recently hearing him again, it's like totally reminded me of um it's like, oh, this is actually like really, really good. It's respectable pick I will, stuff. Their stuff is respectable. Good. Yeah, it's good. I will say Teen Idols and the Youth Brigade stuff were I thought were really good. Uh, SOA don't really care for it too much because I think they do the least kind of stuff. They do out of all those bands. SOA musically. SOA I I love and I always have. They're more hardcore, but that it's kind of I kind of like them because they don't do that much. I like the caveman quality of it. Yeah. And Henry even for those who don't know, this is Henry Rollins's first band. Uh, he even then he is an above average hardcore vocalist. Youth Brigade, first song, About Time That We Had a Change, is great. That is a fucking track. The mm-hmm. rest of them are more forgettable. Government Issue is really good. They're, like, funny. They do a few different things musically. For me, listening to this one, the one that I was most struck by was the Teen Idols because, obviously, I've listened to it a million times, but it's better than I remembered. It's Those are great anthemic punk songs. I, I know that those songs all used to sound, like, slower. They were, like, mid-tempo sham 69 type punk songs mm-hmm. and then those guys went to california saw the circle jerks and immediately started made all just started playing all their songs twice as fast and then recorded that ep i've heard that cited as like a point against that record like oh maybe it'd be better if they played him the tempo they wrote him in no dude that's why it's the fact that it sounds like they sped them all up at the last minute is kind of charming i think and uh i i like that about it yeah they're good good catchy songs it, it teen idols and government issue too, I would say the same thing. Uh-huh. They both have a lot of personality, and yes. for me, that is what is lacking in a lot of the DC hardcore stuff. So those are are standouts for me. Right, like Youth Brigade, like you were saying, like the first song's really good, but then it's just all kind of like faceless. Yeah, it's kind of like who are yeah. who are these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's always been kind of my issue with DC hardcore is. I can't really draw a lot out of these records other than the riffs and the lyrics and how it sounds. I, it's like I, I don't get a lot of uh, swag or personality from yeah. it. Um, fucking Crucifix. I listened to this last night. Dude, I swear to God, it, this record, let's do it a million times, and it's better every time. Yep. He, Like I said, so Thera, top five hardcore vocalists, and... Production's great. I looked into the production because I was curious. It's some studios. A guy who was from England, he was in like a skiffle band, you know, like folk music. That the oh, Beatles like Lonnie like. Dugan. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. He was one of those guys, and then he moved to Frisco and started a recording studio, and he did, I think, this and the Christ on Parade LP, which also has great vocals. That's one I'm surprised mm-hmm. isn't on this list, but production sounds great. The guitars are bright. They fucking pop. The bass sound is like gnarly, gnarly, like motorhead bass. Drums are big, loud. Songs are like all super memorable, and dude, I mean, his vocals are wild. So I don't know if you guys have other takes here. We no, can get I, into I think we can just you. go right into it. Tim, you want to count us yeah. off? Sure. Three, two, one. <laughs> Wow, that was a surprise. Uh, Yeah, I'll put it out there. I think I like the government issue record more than the Crucifix one. So Mm, I can respect that. I, 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 the government issue shit is really good. Um, I mean, I think that is like their. I think that's their best shit too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So up next, we have one that I have been. 
I would say anxious about. I am stoked on it, um, but anxious. We have number three, The Subhumans Demolition War EP from 1981. Again, ranked very highly by Pusshead. This is a British uh, punk band from the early 80s. Facing off against number 62, the Gauze Fuckheads 12-inch LP EP. No, I guess it, I would count it as an LP. Um, doesn't matter. From When did that come out, Tyler? Is that 80? I want to say it was 82. But 84, realized it, Yeah, it came out a little bit later. Yeah. Um, that had previously won out against the abused loud and clear seven inch. So, um, I, this is one of the ones I wanted to speak on just a little bit more. I've been thinking about it. This is subhumans. I, I listened to this record because of this list. I thought as a youth that subhumans, because of the people who were into them, I thought they were like a street punk band. Not, not the case i don't know that much about this band i've listened to their other stuff a little bit but this is the record i always keep coming back to it the the lyrics are they take an approach to like social and political commentary that you see in american hardcore bands more even like a band like government issue they're kind of smart assed in their tone and stance on things they mix talking about political subjects with talking about like social and personal stuff, you know, like drugs and people they know did too many drugs and all that kind of shit, which as I've said before, I think is the best way to handle politics in a punk band. And musically they are more sort of off kilter and creative than a lot of other British punk bands from this period. Mm -hmm. It's not just like straightforward sing along shit. It always the vibe of it, and again, the posture of this band and this record especially, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I kind of had a revelation the other day about it. It always felt, even though he's got a thick British accent and the subject matter recalls Britain, the stance of it had like more of an American hardcore feel to me. Yeah. Uh, did you guys pick pick up on that at all with this one? A, a little bit. I guess I can see that. It still feels like a British kind of record. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, are you I, trying to say like maybe was it kind of has like that that SoCal thing going on? Not quite SoCal because SoCal is a little bit more straightforward or like rock and roll almost. Yeah. It's just it's got a. I guess our friends across the pond would say that it's cheeky. It's got like a smart ass kind of attitude yeah. to it. It's negative, but in kind of a wry way. And I think I figured out what it might be. What was the only American hardcore band that was, like, really popular or significantly popular in the British punk oh, scene back Dead then? Oh, Dead Kennedys, right? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that, that, huh. that makes sense. It's, yeah. it's fucking, it's not, it doesn't have the sort of zany, like. The circus music sense, feel. Yeah, yeah. Not quite, yeah. not really. And, like, the sense of humor is not, I mean, Jello is kind of one of a kind. But the approach to talking about politics in the world and even some of the riffs, like it's not the circus music thing, but they've got weird s- sort of leads that are uh-huh. a little surprising and twists and turns you wouldn't expect. I-, I think if I was doing like ranking punk EPs, seven inches specifically, I, I would put this top five, too. I mean, I-, I can and I can understand why he is at in, in top three. And um, again, if you are yeah. someone who has been turned off to this band because of like who has their T-shirts, uh, give give this one a try. Give it so. a. Yeah, I will say. Give it the old yeah. college. Sub, I will say, what probably do you guys think? Yeah. top, top logo. You cut out. Tyler. You, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, that top logo, like that logo, fucking rules. 
And it is good. I will say I, I have barely ever listened to this band, but when that song Society played, like, I've heard that chorus. Like, I've heard it enough to where, like, it immediately, like, like puts, like, a light turns on in my fucking head. That's my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. My favorite song. I like that animal one. That one's great, too. So this I, is a record. It's a fucking great record. I have a note about Society. This is the last thing I wanted to say on this. I was going through a phase of, like, really listening to this record a lot and liking it more than I ever have. And It's been kind of a perennial favorite, but it really clicked with me. Uh, around the time that the movie Joker came out, I happened to be listening to this a lot. And the song Society, Forever Now, as soon as I hear, <laughs> dun, 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 go, I immediately think of uh, him fucking shooting De Niro in the head. That, that <laughs> scene specifically. That's this awesome. is, if I was going to describe this record in like tw- 2021, 2022 terms, this is, I would say, a very Joker-fied punk record. You know, what I, you know how I would describe it? White male rage. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, ah! yes, 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 It's uh, very Joker-fied. God's <laughs> record is uh, that it's up against also, also f- really no, good. I, like, I love that record. The Gauze record, also white male rage. White male rage, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess this matchup also made me think about how one sort of uh, thing that we can't really get around on this list, it just is what it is, especially with this matchup, is... There is a language barrier for us, especially with Japanese, because yeah. trying to translate Japanese is useless. And if it was Gauze versus, like, I don't know, the fucking Stains record, that wouldn't matter and might even be an advantage. But because if it's a record like Sub Subhumans, where for me the lyrics are a big factor, that is, it's not, you know, it's not fair, but it, it is, you know, it is what it is. Um yeah, and uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, sorry for kind of stuttering here, but I I wanted to note that I wanted people to know that we weren't c- completely ignoring that. Yeah, three, two, one. What the fuck? Get away from my window! Let the SR outside. The little packets in our pockets that we gotta hide. Sit the floor and disco. I'm not stuck in a bag. It's hard to fight. The iron takes so few Subhumans wins. Gauze, you know what? You're out. I'm not even. I'm not mad though, because yo cutting out here, I'm guys. Not, Hold on. I'm hearing. I don't hear I, anything. Cutting yeah, out. everyone's. I think, I think it's, that's I think your, it's headphones, your headphones. It is, Jake. it is my headphones. Sorry. Okay, so we got Tim saying, "Gauze, you're out." <laughs> I knew that happened because he's he's before Tim. You noted that uh, you like equalizing distort more. Yes. Or no, um, I like the uh, the one from '97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, that's, I like most of. I like most of them more than fuckheads, but like I don't know, all good. They're yeah. all good. Like they are all it's, good. it's one of those bands where it's like, I don't think that band put out a single bad record. Even that record from last year is like, dude, that one's really, really good. good. Like, and they're all like what you, sixty. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a long-running Japanese hardcore band <laughs> with a society? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know. No, um, that is that's funny. <laughs> How about another gauze record, Murray? <laughs> Can you call um, me gauze, Murray? <laughs> sure thing, gauze. <laughs> Next matchup. One, one second. Um, yeah, we're still recording. Okay. Yeah, I'm still recording. Number ni- so number ninety nine, Dead Kennedys in God We Trust Inc. versus number thirty five, Youth Brigade's Sound and Fury. Uh, none of the, none of the, but not. not uh, 
again, a matchup we kind of talked about all the records last week. Um, I don't know. Like, not my favorite Dead Kennedys, but I don't know. What do you guys think? It's up there. This is a tough one for me because, like, I don't know, man. Like, this Dead Kennedys record has never, like, been in my rotation. And to be honest, the Dead Kennedys in general, and I need to do another deep dive, like, I think Fresh Fruit is the only one that, has ever been like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to that record a lot lately. This re- record's good. There's songs where, like, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what they sound like. Youth Brigade, it's been a while since it was in my rotation, but there was a time where I listened to it a lot. I think it is quite good. It's a good sort of mix of influences. Dead Kennedys, probably, I would say, more ambitious. But uh, I really don't know. This is one where my subjective taste and the sort of type of hardcore punk that i got into as a teenager is definitely swaying it i i'm trying to account for that yeah and it's it's a little bit hard but uh another we geographical matchup too both from california yes north north versus south though yeah okay yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah yeah i don't know uh i think this is easy. Uh, let me is pretty let me count easy it on on we'll count it off we'll end. see yeah three two one <laughs> I was I was comfortable doing that because I knew Dead Kennedys would win. See, I thought that could have went the other way too. I mean, I was actually almost waiting for an upset right there with Mm. Youth Brigade winning. You thought I would have voted Youth Brigade, Tim? Yeah. I did it. No way. Nah. No way. Tyler's going to Dude, Tyler's Dead, Kennedy's, Dead Kennedys. I fucking I love Dead uh, Kennedys. I think I'll just I got to give them more. I'll give Youth listen. Brigade this. That song I like that song Did You Want to Die. That song's really good. Yeah. Goddamn. Demolition War and In God We Trust Inc. is a <laughs> interesting one. And a uh, huge difference in rank. Uh, that's number 3 going against 99. 99. Yeah. Wow. Um, damn. Yeah. Very Again, interesting. I don't know that much about Subhumans as a band, really, so I'd be curious to know if my theory that they were DK's influenced has any validity to it. Um, one second, I'm going to look this well, up. Well, that came out in 81. I don't know if they would have been that. How like? Well, uh, Fresh Fruit know, came out came in out 1980. But, like, I don't I mean, I don't know. I feel like it, I, I, think I, it I don't got understand. over to England I, pretty I'm, quick, I'm though. fucked up with timelines. I always think that, like, well, you, some, the way something influences something is over years, not, like, immediate, you know? Exactly, yeah, because that's kind of where we're coming from more so. But no, it was Dead Kennedys records came out in England, and for whatever reason, they were on that um, Punk and Disorderly compilation. They caught on quickly there, more so by far than any other American hardcore band. People knew about Black Flag, but like a lot of people fucking hated them too. I think. What do we got next, Jake? Ooh, we got a good one next, guys. We have number fourteen, The Cockney Rejects Greatest Hits Volume One. Versus number 51, The Misfits Walk Among Us from 1982. Cockney Rejects, I remember when I first saw this list that I, I liked that band at the time. I had heard like a little bit of their stuff. I was um, surprised that they were on there. They definitely stand out because they're not really a hardcore band. But again, this is the favorite record of the 80s. It's worth noting, too, that people who were into hardcore in America back then, I mean, there's a big boy song where they shout out the Cockney Rejects. That was a band that most... There's a song yeah. where they straight up rip off uh, I'm Not a Fool, I think. I think it's the same song, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun, uh, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, 
yeah, so they had a big following in the scene that Plushead was a part of. It makes sense because they are harder sounding than a lot of other earlier punk bands. I th- this is a collection of their records, like singles, singles and EPs. And stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. M- many of which came out in the late 70s. I think some of them would have been 1980. But uh, all, their, all their radio hits. All the radio hits. What what do we what do we think of this one, guys? I, I was not sure where you guys would land on this. Cockney Rejects, great great band. Uh, like the songs on this a lot, but it's going up. What Misfits, right? Oh man, yeah, that's a uh, tough Walk one. Among Us. That's a well, tough I like one. the thing I'll say about Cockney Rejects. Uh, they are um, they're more like aggro sounding than I would have expected, honestly. Yeah, for something like late seventies. Yeah. yeah, like they like they're kind of heavy. We'll have to do an episode about them because it's a crazy story. They were a lot of people know them as like an oi band and they did that genre came from them. They had a song called oi 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 and notably they were the first of the British punk bands to actually all come from a working class background which is something that's much more well defined in England. But I would say if you don't like oi music you should keep in mind they're like an oi band almost in the same way Venom would be like a black metal band. Yeah. Like the they didn't. Oi wasn't a thing when they invented it. You right. Know they I mean? didn't go. Hey guys, let's start an oi band. I yeah. I mean, it, this man. There's a quote from Morrissey about them that I really like. If he's because he's a, like a huge fan, he described them as the the ringing hum of human energy, which is exactly how Morrissey would describe them. But I think he's kind of right. Ringing hum of human energy. It's aggro, but it's hmm. fun too. They sound like kids who are like. Uh, fucking living their lives to the fullest and taking a lot of joy in it um for me i just on last thing i'll say on this is i will just recall what swayed me in the first round when misfits went up against head cleaners because i thought musically they were somewhat even but misfits had a more cohesive artistic aesthetic vision Mm -hmm. and identity i think cockney rejects have that too i think the difference, and I don't think this is a good or bad thing necessarily, it would be a separate discussion, is the Misfits that was obviously something they kind of put together. It was a shtick, albeit a very good one, whereas Cockney Rejects, it was oh, just... Oh, that was legit? Dude, they were just... <laughs> that's just who they were. This is just who they were. And um, that's that'll be my last take on this one. Uh, you guys can take it away in whatever I, direction I you want we from should, here. I think we should just vote. I get Kay. it. Three, two... One. What did you say, Tyler? Misfits. Did you ch- did you change yours? No. No, I think he had like a weird delay or oh, something. Oh, you had a delay. It's like we, me and Jake say it at the same time, and then Tyler says it after or something. Yeah. And I think it got mixed up. I thought you did a, like, uh, re- Cockney Fits. Cockney Fits. Okay. <laughs> no. So, Misfits I'm wins. Not, I'm not thrilled about that one, but that's the first one that I've been disappointed in so far. You know, I also don't have, like, that long of a history with Cockney Rejects. So yeah, it's, I don't compare to you, Jake. Yeah. I, I, I will say, very good band. I got to – I should – Listen to that. I should listen to all these records like more. Um, it's the ringing hum of human energy, Tyler. <sighs> what the? Oh, I'm such yeah, a come fool. Come on, get with it. I am. <laughs> I am a bloody fool. You know, a goddamn fool. 
Well, I am a fool. Ch- check out the song uh, East End. That's like my favorite one. They do have a song called Where the Hell is Babylon, which is also really fucking funny. Um, I like that they have a song called Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What, what we go uh, next? Like, we'll do more on them later. Uh, so this is up next. Number 19, the FU's Kill for Christ uh, album, 12-inch I don't know what's I a lot of these he has labeled as EPs and I could see why but it seems like it would be an LP if it's a yeah, 12 inch it's it's 10 songs. Um although the scope of that one in comparison to what it's up against might make me want to call it an EP. It's facing off against number 46 the anti-system no laughing matter uh LP from 1984 which had previously won against the Execute Hardcore Temptation EP. This one was a little tough for me. I want to know what you guys think because I, uh, when I revisited Kill for Christ, I didn't feel the way that I expected to about it. Uh, I didn't really care for it. I thought it, it also felt kind of that like gray, faceless kind of... Like, could have been anybody. Yeah, I, I think it's better than I, what I thought it would have been. I like that it's kind of like a I don't know, sardonic is a kind of good good term yes, for it. Yes, yes, precisely, yeah. Like, I think the playing, like, it's not as, like, tight as, like, a Jerry's Kids. No, it's not. It's still good, though. They were tighter and heavier on the My America album. I was, I was always, this was the one thing on this list, even when I was, like, obsessed with this list and using it like the fucking Bible, I was like, why does he have that FU's record so high? It's not very good. The other one's better. I liked it more this time. The songs are catchy. Sardonic would be a pretty perfect word for it. It's snotty. That's sort of, again, the the style of social commentary you get from American hardcore bands that is yep. sardonic and snotty and satirical. That, again, I like, like yeah. The, 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 I forgot what song it is. The song where it, uh, I don't know if it's the title track, probably what it's called. Where it's like it slows down and like the singers like talking, like you're you're not gonna go kill you're gonna go kill for God yes like yeah, what are you some kind end. of what are you a faggot like that kind of thing is like I mean I don't know that's the kind of the the that's where I where I get the again the sardonic kind of feel from it because it's like it's spitting and like you know just like yeah. The lyrics on it are a little bit, they're not as good as those Freeze lyrics I mentioned, but they're sort of clever. They got punchlines. He delivers them in such a way that the punchlines kind of, you know, they they hit reasonably well if you're actually listening to it. Um, Here's one here. You spend your life, whole life worshiping your happiness and thrills. You're on your own cocoon where you can masturbate at will, a way of life that's obsolete. It's high time it was killed. Locked up tight inside your Walkman. Once you're dead, then what will happen? Oh, wait, no, this is a good line. Um, you tell me I'm too negative. I tell you I'm alive. You laugh at all the hippies. I really don't see why. If you want to see them dead, then why don't you fucking die? You know, it's it, fucking punk rock. You know, it's it, it it's yeah. archi- archetypal, typical American punk for this time period, um, which is in stark contrast, again, with the exception of that subhuman shit, the British ap- approach to social commentary, which... It, in these punk bands, it usually falls in two categories. There's like the, frankly, like knuckleheaded, nihilistic yeah. approach of a band like the Exploited. I and was going to say there, to counter that, the more like dry, matter of fact, kind of like if that makes sense. 
like the, we're not like, we're not like make, sorry go ahead it's like almost shockingly humor humorless yes if you have a record like the anti-sect record we discussed or this one which is i i just on me literally called no laughing matter yeah exactly that's <laughs> it's a perfect way to, to like uh, think about it good good matchup Dead against series. a band called the fus yeah um what did I, we talked about anti system a little bit last time? You guys have any uh, takes on that one? Again, I, I think this is I like mean, a top top tier. If you liked anti sect, then you're absolutely gonna like this band, um, which is kind. I think there's a parallel to them as you mentioned earlier, um, bringing a little bit more of an album kind of feel to it in terms of songwriting and like how the album flows, like. I think this one is a little I totally agree. This one's a little bit more accessible though, especially yeah. for like a fan of American hardcore. The guitars are brighter. It's less like it's creeping at you out of a sewer. It's it's heavy. It's like it's in in your face, gr- grabs you right by the throat. A little bit le- less moody than Antisect, I guess I would say, but uh, yeah. you're correct. It's similar vibe. This this band can can handle a joke or two while kind of uh, Antisect kind of feels like yeah, what's funny about animals being murdered, you know, that kind of thing. Anti, anti-system's, like, tougher, too, dude. There's, like, I mean, I could see someone who's into, like, early New York hardcore getting into this. Oh, record. yeah. There's, There's like, kind of, like, thrashy breakdowny parts. Yeah, for sure. Thrashy, that'd be a better word for it. So, let's, let's freaking, let's vote. Three, two, one. Anti-system. anti-system. Okay, that was one I kind of saw coming. So we got Misfits and Anti-System up next. That'll be fun. So we have up next uh, number six, the TSOL. Uh, Puss had this is one of the many records he mislabeled on his list. This is not called the Superficial Love EP. This is the TSOL self-titled EP from 1981, I believe, mm-hmm. 80 or 81. 1981. 1981, that is a 12-inch EP. It's only six songs, and it's number six, and is going up against another SoCal record, the number 59, Bad Religion, How Could Hell Be Any Worse LP from 1982. So I'll let you guys speak on this a little bit first because this is one of the records that I wanted permission to talk about a little bit more, I think, but we'll see if where you guys go with it. I'll say uh, the one big thing that I feel like I noticed immediately after um, listening to this TSOL record is uh, how much influence they had over um, Rochester fans. Like there was like a bunch of songs on here that it's like this sounds like a like a like a song that like a punk band from Rochester would have done like you know ten years ago, especially that song. Um, Property is theft. Like that, re- that reminded me of the like which Rochester bands. I'm curious. I think you're right. I think they had an influence over a ton of people and were a huge influence on me. But what do you think? Um, man, like oh. Flip Shit, one of those bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could hear that. Or um, uh, uh even the Panty Raid. That's interesting. Oh, I would interesting. not have thought of that. I guess the thing they don't have that those bands had is uh. They do the like wacky stuff with the weird right, yeah leads. I guess well, if you besides that, if you uh, took TSOL and had a bunch of like lapsed band kids play them, yeah, they'd probably sound a little like that. Tyler, what did you? Because I remember when I first started hanging out with you guys, 
you were disparaging TSOL a little bit, but in a sort of specific context, some person told you something about them that didn't make sense. I no, I remember it was, that. I think it was – I remember what it was. I think it was, like, somebody saying how, like, back in the day, like, at the – you know, in the 80s, yeah, like, TSOL would play – and, like, you know, people would be getting, like, fucked up, like, hurt and shit. Yeah. And then, like, we listened to, like, the, uh, what is it, Beneath the Shadows. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's what it was, yeah. Burr, yes. Burr, yeah, yeah. It's like, how? It's like, what? I think this I think this record might clarify a little bit why that was true. They had a scary scene surrounding them. So, Tyler, what did you think of this EP? I thought this was pretty good compared to the other stuff I've heard for them, which is, uh, yeah, Beneath, Beneath the, the Shadows. shadows. <laughs> um, like. Like Dance with Me is pretty cool too, if I remember. Like they're yeah. a little darker. That's like death rock though. They're a little like yeah, yeah. <laughs> darker in terms of like how they sound. This is a little like a little rawer than that kind of stuff too uh, in terms of production. I like this. I like the I like the first song. Um, listening back to Bad Religion, it's like oh, this is pretty good, but. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, I think I I like the more uh, straight aheadness of the TOSOL tracks a little bit more. You know, I think the the bad religion stuff is just like, uh, just it's not that it's too melodic. I don't really. It's it's also it's it's also a a, it's an LP. It's a full length, and I think that record it has some filler on it. Even if I were to be like very charitable to it, um. Well, I was going to say for this matchup, it's sort of a, a – I'm going to start on a personal note, but I promise that's not all I'm going to do. When I got into – before I saw this list even, like early on in high school, the stuff that I af- – after getting into British punk when I was even younger, like Sex Pistols, whatever, when I got into American Hardcore, when I read the book American Hardcore, the stuff that I gravitated towards the most and would have like unambiguously said was my favorite, listened to a lot of things, but my favorite was the Southern California – like what was called like beach punk stuff that was what captured my imagination the most for reasons I alluded to earlier. I think even at its worst, like the early eighties, California stuff has a lot of personality. The issue being that the personality is sometimes a really repugnant and obnoxious one. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of posturing with these SoCal bands sort of, uh, wanting to be Darby Crash kind of thing, as opposed to like DC bands, which, as Tim said, are a little bit faceless. Even when they're really good, like Minor Threat is great, but part of the reason the facelessness for them is part of the reason why they're good. But that's like a unique thing to pull off. SoCal stuff has a posture to it and a personality to it, for better or for worse, and that for me has always made it stand out from the pack. And you see this with both these records a bit. TSOL was my favorite back then. That was the time I would have said they were my favorite band. I think on this record specifically, which is different than the other ones, what has made this one stand out for me, and I'm not into SoCal stuff like I used to be, but after hearing this, I want to revisit a lot of it. This one has a gravitas and a seriousness, a, a weight to it, that all those fucking bands where it's just like a guy talking about how much he hates society and fucking being drunk don't have this record for me sounds dire it sounds serious they're talking about political stuff which a lot of those other bands talked about like scene politics or bullshit things 
there's a seriousness seriousness to it. There's a weightiness to it um, that I don't. I think that coupled with the sort of personality that you get with a lot of these bands from SoCal for for me makes this like a real standout record. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I would say that those are both kind of things that a lot of a lot of punk and hardcore records kind of lack one or the other. And um, yeah, no, it's it's got a ominous isn't the word, but it has an aura an aura to it, especially coupled with the heavy political content. It it sounds like an uh, they're putting putting you on alert a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I I love this one. I can see why he ranked it number six. Um, Bad religion, good, but uh, like a lot of records, I I don't think it has any of the things I just mentioned. Certainly mm-hmm. not as much as TSOL does. It is a lot different than their other stuff too. Dance with me is great. Beneath the shadows, I love, but it's way different. I could see why someone wouldn't. This is the yeah. only TSOL record that sounds like this. So if we want to count off, we can do that. I just wanted to uh, yeah say that s- stuff there. Three, two. One. Superficial love, only for a buck. But love is in depth, and it's only for a buck. Yes, so well. We have a difficult matchup shaping up for me here, but we'll Ooh. we'll see we'll see what happens. Give me one second here. I have to, I want to pull up some information. Sure. We're doing pretty good on time, I think, too. Like, yeah. There's a and we only chunk. have uh, three <laughs> matchups left. Yeah. I think uh, the next one's going to go pretty quick, I think. Yeah, not really too much to say. I mean, you know, we already we talk, talked about. I mean, we have a whole episode about Chrome hacks. Right. Ugh. And then, I mean, Chaotic Discord, I mean. Yeah. What, what is what, what is there to say? Uh, I, I know what I'm going to say. Besides, uh, I'll give a. I'm. I will count off in a second. I just wanted to give a little background on them because it's. You're not pausing the recordings, are you? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, fact that they anyway. So, three, (coughs) two, one. Okay, quick break there. So up next, as TSOL advances, they will be facing off against the victor of this round. We have number twenty-seven, a record that got a first round by courtesy of Pusshead's rankings, the Chaotic Discord Fuck the World EP from 1982. This is, if, if you're not aware, uh, this was on Riot City Records, and the members of the band, it, this was a joke band. It was like a couple people from the band Vice Squad, and then some of their roadies, they made some recordings as a piss take, as they would say over in uh, where they're from, in um, on Cuck Jolly Island. Jolly old uh, England. Yeah, over on Cuck Island there. And um, Riot City, which this speaks of the label, he thought it was great, and this band ended up making like five albums and a bunch of EPs and uh, becoming, I don't even know if they played shows, but... So the joke ended up getting carried pretty far, and they are facing off against uh, the first round winner, number 38, the the Chromags Age of Coral LP, which Chromags from New York City. We did a whole episode on them. I think you're you should know who they who are. The Chromags are yeah. I, what did you guys think of Chaotic Discord? I do. I like this record. Here's here is exactly <coughs> what I wrote about them. Chaotic Discord is fun as a footnote. You won't remember the songs, but you will remember the attitude. And I think that's I think that that's 
that, that works out perfectly for them. Um, the songs are sloppy and shady. Uh, it sounds chaotic, as the name suggests. They say um, wanker a whole They bunch. say wanker so fucking much, especially <laughs> in that last song. They do. Um, and, you know, starts you're off selling with me. Little, <clears throat> you're selling me on chaotic discord, Tim. But uh, <laughs> but it it's that's, that's a good reason. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. It's goofy joke fun. I could see. I would add to that a little bit. I think I can understand why Pushead at least has it on here and maybe even why he ranks it so highly. The f- interesting thing about this record specifically from Chaotic Discord is it's goofy, joke, fun, but I think partially on accident. Like, it is, like, pretty noisy and, like, abrasive and has a lot of the sort of harder qualities that he seems to like in music, despite being a joke. Like, there, it, it it's not... There are, like, goofy joke fun records from the U.K. from around the same time period. There's also a band called Sex Aids, which was, like, Vice Squad people, too. And that's, like, more, like, sing-songy, like, exploited but poppier kind of stuff. This is not like this. This is noisy, um, like, pretty fucking fast, too. Actually, a lot faster than other U.K. records from this time period, which, again, I think they were doing to be funny. But it ends up making it sound like more like something Pusshead would like than a lot of other records on fucking Riot City, to to be honest. This is um, I, the prototype be- of Sore Throat. For sure, for sure. I think it is better than that Disorder record. Um, yeah, this, I like this better yeah, than yeah, Disorder yeah, record. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, which so at least this is kind of so like funny. lighthearted. You know, it's kind of like yes, stupid. Yes. Yeah, like Disorder just seems like kind of humorless and like... Lazy. It's like their songs, yeah, and like their songs are good enough to like justify them being ranked like fucking what, like the seventh record or yeah. Like, it's funny how this is that. this beats at this beat out SNFU. Like this should have gone up against Leeway. Yeah, yeah. This is it. It is hilarious. I think this is the last one that got a first round buy, and I honestly, that's yeah. great. No, the last record that got a first round buy was the Scream record. This is oh. higher than the Scream. <laughs> yeah, record. I know. Which, yeah, that says it all. <laughs> oh, that rules. Uh, so yeah, li- I don't know. Let's we'll, go. Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. By all means, check out the EP Fuck the World Fuck by the Chaotic world. Discord. It is good. Um, it, it is kind I, of a big middle finger. Did I call them Chaotic Disorder accidentally? I think I you know. just did, actually. <laughs> uh, well, check that band out, too, check but the spelling's out. a little different, and they're from Rochester. Two but, uh, eyes in Disorder. Jesus Christ. Chaotic um, and two eyes uh, in Chaotic, two, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, that's how it's spelled. Um, <laughs> Next up. Okay. Well, well, we got quite... One of the most, um, I think this is like probably been the most look forward, looked forward to matchup of the entire bracket thus far. We've oh, talked yes. about this one. This is uh, this after is, a little bit of controversy with last week's result. This yeah. is big shit. <laughs> Which yeah. so prong they they snuck through, beating you know Mass unfairly Appeal. beating Mass Appeal. <laughs> they cheated, but they they also are <laughs> the world's mightiest band, the group Fork. From New York City, <laughs> the greatest New York hardcore band. There is a and, band uh, called Fork. Have you ever listened to Fork? 
I have not listened to Fork. That band, that dude Dave from uh, uh, Hades Mining Company played in, I believe. Ah, really? I see. They're either um, called Fork or, like, and I'm not kidding, Spoon. Wow. I, I can't think about <laughs> sure, that. Sure, Fork, can, though. Can you add in crickets and posts? So, uh, <laughs> yes, we can. Prong, prong penetrated into this round so that it can poke holes. Skewered in, uh, into the. <laughs> yeah. Number ele- up against number 11, the Gizm Detestation EP from 1983. So this would be a great opportunity for uh, Tim and I to ruin oh Tyler's life. Yeah. Oh I will yeah. say, I will say, t- I will say to Tim, this is to Tim. Yes. <laughs> Me, oh, this is a Jake. Me and Tim before we were like, we were like, we're going to ruin every one of Jake's picks. Let's do it. I'm sure, and, sure you said and, that. Well, Here's the thing. When Tim was like, what the hell? Like, that was clearly me deciding with you <laughs> on more records than Yeah, like when the fucking Edo record. <laughs> Th- that explains the disproportionate reaction to Antidote winning. Yes. I was I was sitting here thinking, like, uh, does Tim like negative effects that much? Yeah. Or is this, like, a bit that is getting... I uh, mean, I did I did pick them. No, I, 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 don't, them. I don't doubt that you liked it more, but... Uh, that's really funny. That's really funny. Um, I guess shout out to Antidote for being good enough to ruin the bit. <laughs> and uh, Tyler is currying favor with me so that I. Yes. Uh, d- I know things. what you're gonna. <laughs> I mean, I truly. I don't. I don't none of I us don't, have. None of, none of us have chosen a record for a bit yet. I don't think. I'm not gonna vote no. for the group utensil from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spork. Gizm, so I will say this, Gizm, top, top hardcore, top metal, top band for me, I would say. Um, Best Japanese band that had a swastika on the album cover. For oh, sure. yeah. Dude, I'm bummed that the relapse were like, oh, no, swastika on the cover. <laughs> yeah, like, let's put this this fold of paper over it let's so put nobody this can see it. fake OBI strip on it. I mean, the the cover of Prong Force Fed is just a swastika, though. I don't know if you forgot. <laughs> oh, that, that's the... That oh, was the original. Yeah. I was looking at the uh, reissue. Yeah, it's the test press. <laughs> the <laughs> test press has a swastika Everything Prong it. has done is in retaliation <laughs> to what Gizm did, like, six years prior. <laughs> Fuck you, Sakevi. We're... I'm, We're I'm, way, Tom, I'm gonna join Danzig in 20 years. Fuck you, man. <laughs> My name's Tommy Wickdor, and I don't give a fuck about Gizm. <laughs> Um, Wichter. <laughs> it's funny. No, I, I think Gizm, uh, I went, before we started doing this, I was already thinking, I'm like, Gizm could do semifinals, I think. But Absolutely. We're going to have so. guests on in the future just to throw True. a wrench into this. So, so I, don't, I don't know what's going to so happen anymore. So I would say top things about Gizm that I think are notable to point out. Uh, every song, I'm pretty sure every song has a solo, and every yeah. solo is really a, a really fucking sick and also like unique and interesting. Like I mean, it doesn't that's do the also, same thing like twice. That's also true of every prong album. That's a lot a, of, I mean, every prong song. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, isn't another thing in Gizm's favor? Isn't there a lot of English? There, I mean, absolutely. It is. It's this all is, English. This is like <laughs> pinnacle English like album almost, Tim. Uh, you no way notice the militaristic. <laughs> I love that. I'm always saying that. <laughs> you yeah. no way notice the militaristic. <laughs> I keep trying to tell these people, and they won't listen because they don't know what <laughs> I'm trying. They to ask say. me what, what it's like. What am I? What are you sending? I say a bloody bomb. 
send to you. <laughs> what? Christ, I'm trying man. to think what else? What else he says when he goes? Wait, now who's who's the guy? Who's the guy in Endless Blockades who's like, oh, it's fucked up or like, is he's that like Jello or something? Who is man. That? No, it's I that's think... also Kevy. Yeah, he's talking to himself. Really? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. <laughs> when he goes, and then it ends. He's like, my my, my my. Yeah, what is the shit they they say in that one? That, I mean, there's the napalm sticks to kids. Napalm he's sticks like, to kids. He's like, firebirds. Something about firebirds. Napalm sticks to kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's a part where they they insult the they insult the navy at some point. There's like the navy no or some shit. I I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking. We'll talk about it more. We talk. I don't know. I don't know. What's brought? I mean, I don't know. I mean, truly, the riff to endless blockades is like top. Five like one of the best Japanese like, riffs so I've ever heard. Like if if a band played that live, I brought like straight up. I probably would just like crowd. Like I've never crowd killed before. I probably would because like that's also, like to be the that's the only reaction you could to you could have. To yeah. Be. If you took the country of Japan, the island, the whole island of Japan, and somehow transferred it into like a guitar riff. It would sound like would the sound like riff that. from Endless Blockade. Yeah, yeah. And, totally, so here's here's totally. the verse. Here's the verse on Genius. Um, it will intro non-lyrical vocals. Uh, <laughs> verse one. You no way noticed the demagogue. You no way noticed the militaristic. You no way noticed the death in action. Non-lyrical vocals. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty good. The non-lyrical vocals being the f- fucking. Uh, they yeah, the, the napalm. They detest to, to awake you yeah. from fool. They detest the united masses. They detest the repressed people's screams. They detest the departed spirits in the third world. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet lyrics. And I, I, I will say, uh, the the guitar tone on this is bizarre to say the least. Um, I it will say, like if, a, almost like a toy guitar <clears throat> tone. If someone is like, I, I've always wanted to get in the gizmo, I can't because of the guitar. Listen to the comp songs. The comp songs are as good as these songs, but they actually have like, I mean, besides like um, one of the songs, they have like pretty good, like, um, fuck. Just listen to the comp songs on Hardcore uh, Unlawful Assembly. Those ones are really good. Those are but great too. let's just vote. Let's just fucking do it, yeah. Three, two, one. Tim said prong. I heard you. I, Your dude. mic was uncut. Yeah, I don't know. This I I don't know what's up with this. I don't know if it's the mic the or the bad. cable. Cable's you have bad. no idea how much I wanted to vote for prong, dude. If we, I will say, if I you can't. voted for prong, I would just delete my entire right. everything I recorded. Cancel would, this podcast would, right now. You would make me regret it. So we're not going to do that. So. We have. I, I mean, I would. I would go back and listen to the prong record, though. No, it is very good. It's, no, it's, it's good. It's, as I said, it is significantly, like, markedly above par for thrash metal. It it's very like good. compared to like I don't know some band maybe called like Mass Appeal. 
I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Compared to that one, Aus- <laughs> like that, I think it's that Australian it's, group. Is that the only Australian record on here, too? I how, think how it. How many Australian records? I mean. I think it might have been. Dude, they didn't. Honestly. They're hardcore seed. There's some other. I'm not going to. There's a couple of good hardcore records in there, but there's not a lot from Australia. I mean, what's what do they got? That White Noise record, which is you it's, know probably definitely not showing up on this. It was not the one I was going to mention, but <laughs> yes, that's that is from 1989, <laughs> I believe. Uh, I think that there's a band called Death Sentence from there. Um, I, I don't well, know, whatever about Australia. We, so we're, we got we got one more. We're, right? we're on to our last one here. We got another uh, SoCal head to head. We have. Number 22, a record with a first-round buy, the Channel 3 um, self-titled EP from 1981. This is another uh, 12-inch EP there. Up against, ooh, another 12-inch EP, number 43, the China White Danger Zone EP, which I I believe is from 1981 as well. So Channel 3, what do we think about them? I like it. I like like it too. It's... Pretty straight. It's very straightforward, but it also is kind of. There's not a lot of bands from like the U.S. at this time. And Doing like California. the Oi thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it's not, but it's not like blatant. Like you wouldn't hear it and think they want to sound like a British Oi band. It's just no, definitely not. A similar pace with catchy choruses. Like, it sounds like an Oi band that lived on, like lives near the beach. Uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they Which were is cool. They were on uh, No Future Records in the UK. They got a uh, some UK pressings of their albums. Uh, I like uh, I like the songs "Waiting in the Wings" and yeah. "Wet Spots." Those last two songs, they were really good. I've yeah, got I, a gun. Is I like yeah, that yeah, one a this, lot. The too. song "Manzanar" is good. They're they're all really just good, catchy songs. Straightforward yep. recording. Uh, it's like in theory, I want to say it's like kind of bland, but it it stayed with me over the years. I still no, remember these songs. Good. I still really like yeah. them. I, still I like the production. The ch- I like the production, yes, too. It's, yeah. like, thick, you know? Yeah. I still remember all the China White songs, too. I, I think, f- and I, I'm not even 100% sure what I'm going to pick, but I, I will say over the years, the China White vocalist has become a big handicap on them for me. If yes, anyone, I will say yeah. that. Dude, like, if fucking Jack from TSOL or fucking any, almost anybody else on this fucking list who's a vocalist, the fucking Stains guy... Uh, the dude from Prong, uh, uh, the mass appeal singer. I was I was about to say <laughs> a, a, any vocalist on this list other than the guy from Mass Appeal who completely sucks. <laughs> or what about the guy anybody. from Inferno? That guy was pretty cool too, huh? It, dude, honestly, if that guy sang in China White and also sang yeah, in German, this, that, really China White would be like a semifinalist. But uh, the the vocalist is yeah. is kind of annoying. I'd like this to hear. Was... No, you go first, Tim. I'd like to hear China White with the singer from um, Kill Slug and uh, <laughs> oh, Upside Down Cross singing. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Larry Lifeless. Yeah. Um, I, this, China White was the first thing I re-listened to when we, when we got to this part. Yeah, I was which, like, let, what, me re, let me give this a proper listen. Uh-huh. And I like the song. I like the song. Songs are good, but you're absolutely right. The vocals are a handicap. Not that they're that bad. You know, in this this is eighty one, so like the idea of like really aggressive punk and hardcore is still kind of bubbling. Um, if they had something that that was a little bit more like, it's not just that he's not aggressive though. Like he he sounds like whiny. Like if he was actually singing, well, that's a why I mean aggressive, more. not being like yeah. Either it's he's too in the middle, maybe. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of SoCal stuff. I used to kind of like that when I was more into that stuff. A lot of it is kind of like that. Even Tony from the Adolescents is 
almost a little bit like that, but he has a little bit more aggression and a little bit more actual singing. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a tough balance to strike Mike Ness from social D kind of similar style. That style can be very grating sometimes. And I think it, it takes away from this record. This is the downsides of these early eighties, these first kind of wave punk hardcore bands, the formative years. Yeah. Yeah. Is you have like maybe who could, I think Demolition talked about it briefly. Or Greg talked about it on our podcast. Like some of these people, I think we're like posers. Like they they came in, they were doing this stuff for two years, two three years, never really doing it before. I never sang in a band before. My friends are doing this punk thing. We like these records. I'll sing in a freaking punk band, and then that's it. I don't know if the then they singer become of China, a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Then they're like, ooh, well, I can't go to shows once a week and also hold a full-time job. That's impossible. Yeah. Let so, me move to Mississippi and become a, a sheriff. Yeah, it, it's it's stuff like that. Not saying that the guy from China White or anyone else is like that exactly. Um, but, like, it, it, they're, it, they're definitely the liferness is not a thing that a lot of these bands had, especially bands on this kind of level. I think some of, like, with this band especially, like, because the Kelly scene was a little bit bigger, it might have just been, like, the guy in their friend group who couldn't play an instrument, and it's like, oh, you, you got you have to be the singer. And yeah, that's, exactly. You know. Because you suck. So, I mean, how many, I mean, how many fucking British bands, I mean, we, we noticed yeah, that, Tim. Oh, we got Knobsy and, and, uh, and, uh, and Grunkle oh, we got, doing, we got, uh, doing. Oh, we got our buddy Winkley down from the pub. Just, uh, my name's Nobsy. Now, now I sing. I like to sing. It's favorite thing. I. <laughs> and yeah. then like, and then you hear like the best guitar you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, and he's like that guy's in a that guy Nobsy was in a band with. Off. Yeah, like, get Nobsy out of here. That guy was in a band with like the guy from like Jeff Walker from Carcass for like a year. You know, oh, it's you're always stuff like that. Like the, you're talking about like that. Uh, What's his name? Like the Indian guy from Car. The guy from Car. I mean, not just him, but like we noticed that in Extreme Noise Terror, where it was just like, yeah, they had this guy who played drums for them, and then um, yeah, there's Wobbles. I yeah, he such, never I played in another band. Joke, but I, I think it has to wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Can't wait. This countdown. Three, two, two one. one. Channel White. Did Channel Three win? Channel Three did win. I'm surprised, oh. Tyler, that you went for China White. Oh, I thought you would have won China White, Jake. I changed my mind. I second guessed it because China White, I was way more into when this stuff was like SoCal punk was like central in my life. But listening to him recently, he was like, I don't know, man. I'm enjoying this Channel Three record more, so I'm gonna go with that. You know what? Wow. I'm not mad at all because that's a really good record. And uh, either one is going to go up against Gizm, which, you know, it's not not as good as Prong, but, I mean, it's going to be a tough one. (laughs) Going to be even easier for Gizm this time. Also, (laughs) yeah, I mean, we'll see. But, uh, all right. That's it. That wraps up round two of our March Mayhem series. March Mayhem, second annual (coughs) Puss Zone, unofficial top 100 records of the 80s. Shout out to Pusshead. Thank you for curating this pretty fascinating, unique, and varied list. 
I think I speak for us all when I say I'm excited to see what happens in the coming rounds. We're, like I said, I believe we're going to have some guest panelists. Oh, yes. And uh, I'm, I'm increasingly uncertain how this one's going to turn out. So It could go any way, could, really. It could go yeah. any way. Um, speaking of Channel 3, again, um, shout out to uh, a label that reissued some of their demos recently, TKO Records, because just today we got a shitload of vinyl from them, or from him, from Mark over there at TKO because uh, because he liked our Poison Idea podcast, and that was yeah. a really great show of appreciation. So shout-out to him, shout-out to our sponsors, and shout-out to everyone who is listening to this. Let us know, please, what you think of our our takes on these records, because I feel like this could be very divisive. And, yeah, uh, we got some hot takes, I think, going maybe some of these episodes. I know some of the people who listen to us, and I know some of you have even hotter takes, so... Let's uh, we could have some good discussion about this. So reach out to us at uh, Cop Pod Official on Instagram, Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter, Kings of Punk dot com. There's a sort of email contact form there. Um, the Kings of Punk on YouTube. I got to update that thing really badly, but it's you can go there to find the uh, playlists of the tournament yep. brackets, so you can follow along, catch up, whatever you need to do. So thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we so will we will talk to you soon. Take Thanks, it easy. Guys. Yeah. Peace. You want, you want to take it away? Uh, Gary U.S. Bombs here with a good old Bombs Away.